Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The final out has been made. Let's talk about what just happened. The good and the bad. It's time for the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove, with the franchise, Tim Allen, on the fan. If you need doors and windows, go to PellaWI.com. It is a final from uh, Great American Ballpark. In Cincinnati, as the Brewers get the victory, the the game and the series and the mini road trip, it ends with a uh, seven to two victory. Welcome in everybody. It's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin post game show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Tim Allen, there's Sam Schmitz, Rami, and the Rami Show back in uh, just a little over an hour from right now. But we got to break this thing down as the Brewers get their eleventh victory in their last 13 games and move back into first place, back to eight over 500, and, and it could set up a big day of sports when the Bucks get the victory tonight. Now, I say that. Sounds like you got Bucks lust, Timmy. Because, but yeah, because I believe it, Rami. You got Bucks lust? I didn't know you had the Bucks lust. I, I do. Ooh. And who's, who's the guy that uh, recorded that song? How dare you? How dare you, sir? Eddie J. Lemberger is his Lemberger. name, and he should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's it. If it I, you know, I did put it out there yesterday morning that if he wants to do a Brewer song, I'm in. I think he's done a Brewer song. I don't. I don't think it caught the heat that Bucks Lust did. So no. maybe, maybe he's got to. Maybe he's got to get back in the lab, man. I don't know. <laughs> Could be. Could be. As the Brewers get the seven to two victory today. Uh, Freddie Peralta, I'll tell you what, uh, let us let me go this route with you. There was a time in this game, you know, you get the feeling of, of your favorite team and they're having a big game and then it slowly sets in that they're, mm, it's probably not their day and probably not going to get a victory. You know, we've all been there, whether it's a, a Bucks game or a Packers game or a Brewers game, Badgers, whoever, where it just doesn't feel right. That's I gotta admit that's the way I felt in the, in this ball game today. Just it didn't feel right. Despite taking the lead early, uh, one zip again. They took the lead one zip last night too and lost, but they're up one zip in in this one, and it just had that feeling that uh, they then then all of a sudden the the Reds take the lead two to one, and then Freddie's struggling. There's you know six of his first uh, what. 
15 batters went to full counts in this one and uh, jacked up his pitch count and you knew you were going to have to tap into that bullpen and one big swing by the Cincinnati Reds and and this thing might be a, a, a flyaway victory for Cincy but that thing's changed a little bit I don't know if it was the rain delay necessarily because in a 1-1 game uh, Brent Suter came in and just relinquished the lead right there so I, I don't know if it was the rain delay necessarily but they finally get get a crooked number in this one, and it, and it you know t- totally turned things around, guys. It did, and they get their thirty fifth victory against twenty seven losses. Again, back to eight over five hundred with the Cubs idle today. Those of us that are uh, knowingly watching a pennant race here, the Cubs are idle today. So the Brewers and Cubs now in a tie for first place uh, in the National League Central, but. You get big games again, Adamus, and you get a huge game from Jace Peterson. A, a, a big, maybe a stroke of luck there. Uh, finally, the Brewers get a, a soft single to knock in two runs. We'll take that because those are rare for this baseball team this year. Now, other teams seem to get it. These guys don't get it. Jace Peterson got it later on, had an RBI double. We'll get to our game recap in, in just a couple of minutes. But the confidence level of the offense is slowly, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, it is slowly starting to come up a little bit. It's, it's not a huge climb. It's not a huge spike. They are winning baseball games. They are putting up more runs than they have been uh, in the past. So the confidence level is starting to rise a little bit for this offense. See, Tim, not all, not all the way there yet, Ron. And I, I, I hate to do this to you after you just lit the fire that is Bucks lust in in your opening of the show, and and I needed that. I need a little pick me up when it comes to the Bucks today. I'm not totally sold, and I need to be sold on this Bucks team that they can win tonight and and make some noise in this series. So I hate to do this to you, but I can't really believe that this offense is woken up until. Christian Yelich looks like Christian Yelich, and you're getting production from at least one of your two corner infield spots. I can't. Until that happens, I can't feel really good about this offense. Cool that they're winning, and they don't need it. They got seven today. That's that's good any day, but they don't need a ton of runs to win day-to-day. Four or five should do it on most days, but I'm not going to feel like this is an offense that, that can win you baseball games on nights that you don't get the pitching that we've gotten used to them getting until I see Christian Yelich look like Christian Yelich and I see somebody do something from first base or third base offensively. Yeah, and, and I'm going to tend to agree with you in large part. I will agree with you. But also, I use the word slowly. It is just, it's crawling, but it's slowly coming on a little bit. And, and you know, the other interesting thing, Rami, and we touched on this briefly last night on the postgame show is, you know, you hear all this stuff about slow starts. You know, we've heard that, we hear that each and every year. Well, he's a slow starter. JBJ is classically a slow starter. Christian Yelich off to a slow start. I mean, we're hearing that all over the place. When does the word start get removed? You know what I mean? Like, like when is it not a start of a season? I think a, I think a third is probably, once we're a third of the way into the season, it's and more than a start. That. Yeah, we just passed a one-third mark. Yeah, we're, I, we're over I think that, a third so. of the way into this, like, 54, 60 games, you could say it's a start, but I don't know. And so the start is over. Now it's time to go. But you're right. On the corners, uh, the other thing, 
I was going to bring up the Bucks' confidence level, too. And this, this is where I'll, I'll get you in here, Ron. Are you more confident, the fan base? Because I'm looking around on social media and, and just it, it appears, and certainly na- on a national scale, too, listening to JR Sport Brief show at night also, it, it seems like the Bucks are dead and buried. It it, it kind of I'm kind of seeing that all over the place. That's that's the question I was asking before we we brought you on here, Timmy. Was can can they do it and how? And I don't just mean win. I don't I don't just mean win tonight. I mean can they can they win this series? And they have to win tonight or this thing is over. So that's where it starts. But can they win the series and how was the question I was asking before I brought you on? And it really just starts with uh, I know this is this is really deep basketball analysis. Uh, they have to hit shots, Tim. Yeah, you actually have to put yeah, the ball they have, in the hoop. Yes, ball in the hoop would actually yes. help. Tim, did you, were you listening before I brought you? I know this. I know this is a Brewers show, but let me break your brain real quick. Were you listening? Did you hear the number before I brought you on about the Bucks and jump shots in this uh-uh. series? No, they've been outscored on jump shots through two games by the Brooklyn Nets, one forty-seven to sixty-four. Wow, just on I jump mean, shots. That's just jump shots. They've been outscored so, one forty-seven to sixty-four. So I wanted to cross-pollinate just a little bit Oh, here. okay. All right. And I like this that. this is a little different type of question here. And, and the confidence level, more for the Bucks in this series or more for the Brewers' offense <laughs> in the moment? So I, are you a little more confident Let's, and excited uh... about the Bucks get getting back into this series and uh, potentially winning it? Or the Brewers' offense getting their s together, and and you know doing what they should be doing. So like I, life on the line, uh, the Brewers need to score five runs, or the Bucks need to win need a to game win. in this series. Which yeah. one, which one which one would you put your life on? It's tough. <laughs> it's tough because it's testing you as a fan. It it is testing you wholeheartedly. I'm not pleased. That, that Christian Yelich is hitting in the 230s. Nobody can be. We're not pleased that the Bucs are, are down 2-0 in this series. And maybe, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're starting to see the, the gas mask uh, or, or the air mask come down from the uh, upper bin on a flight that's really bumpy. I mean, I'm not pleased about all that in this series for the Bucs. I'm not pleased that JBJ is off to a slow start. Um. And, and their uh, run production has just been really bad. But it, it does beg the question, do you have more confidence in the Bucks getting back in the series and winning tonight? Because they are literally back in the series with a victory tonight. Or are you more confident in this Brewers offense, which quite frankly is underachieved all season long? And when you, when you look at, at injuries did play a part, Rami, we're all aware of that. Lorenzo Cain, Colton Wong. And now Travis Shaw. And although Travis Shaw, not the best batting average in the world, did have some slug production and did knock in some runs. But when you take the backs of their jerseys and the names on it, Shaw, Kane, Wong, and you replace with Reyes, Robertson, and Peterson, it's tough to have a ton of confidence. And I don't mean to knock these guys. I love anybody in a Brewers uniform. You guys all know that. But that is tough to pick up around those guys that are out. And it also, so I'm throwing a bunch of stuff out there. Did David Stearns get ahead of the curve in the trade market? 
Did he bring in two relievers for Orlando Arcia way early in this season to stay ahead of things because he read the tea leaves? Did David Stearns go ahead and move a couple of relievers because he knew the offense was underachieving in bringing in Adamas? Because now they're 14-4 and four since they made that move, since David Stearns in the front office made that trade to acquire Willie Adamas, they're 14-4. and four. And I wonder if Stearns has been just preemptive striking in the trade market here before everybody else gets into it. 414-799-1250 as the Brewers get the 7-2 victory. Bucks tonight, confidence level, or Brewers offense overall? <laughs> Which would you place a, place a $100 bill on? <laughs> The Bucks is that how you want to do it? Not life on or, the line. Is that a little too dark for you? Your life is on the line. You, your life is on the line. You need a Bucks win tonight or five runs from the Brewers' offense. You got to pick one. You got to pick one, and your and you, your whole life is on the line. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. We'll we'll get some feedback on the game as we move along here. Pella windows and doors of Wisconsin post game show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. We'll be back. Brewers get the win today and take the series. 12.50 a.m. The Fan, an Odyssey station. Let's hear what you thought of today's game on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On The Fan, call Tim Allen now at 414-799-1250 or tweet the show at 12.50 a.m. The Fan. Crew gets the win today and takes the series in Cincinnati. This was a huge victory, guys. It was. You wanted to slow a little bit of a roll with Cincinnati. And then now they sit, uh, what, five games back in the NL Central. Now you're going to be seeing a lot of the Cincinnati Reds coming up, including a series next week. But big, big bounce back victory for the crew today. 414-799-1250. We're going to hear from uh, manager Craig Council coming up in a little bit. Uh, Marcus Johnson will talk with Rami here uh, a little bit later on uh, in the 4 o'clock hour, so stick around for that. And Bucks getting back into this uh, series or Brewers offense? (laughs) Which one do you have the most confidence with? I mean, the Brewers offense slowly, slowly starting to perform a little bit better. I I think we're seeing that by virtue of, of the run production in terms of the numbers still hovering right there around the 210, 211, 212 mark as a team batting average. And, and hey, winning is the bottom line, that's for sure. Before we get to uh, some highlights here and check out our game recap, uh, Trav, uh, let's, let's squeeze you in here. Bucks getting back into the series or Brewers offense? Hey, I got Brewers lust. I got Bucks lust. And, you know, the Brewers had a little down one, but uh, we're only what? two and a half months in this season, if the Brewers just give any team 15 victories a month over the course of a season, that's 90. You should pretty much be right at the top going for it. So, And then the Bucks. here's what changes, is the fans. Giannis got to be a little more assertive. The fans, as long as they hold home court, they'll get confidence, they'll Go to a game five in Brooklyn, take one. They come back to Milwaukee, take them in six, like me and Rami said. 
There you go. There's some positivity. Thank you, sir. 414-799-1250. Okay. We didn't really answer the question. Likes them both, I suppose. Uh, but winning is the key here for the Brewers. And uh, certainly we will have a lot of conversations about, you know, the moves that, that will have to be made here. Somewhere on the corner, maybe Keston Hira is, is, uh, is an ad here from within. Maybe it's Ryan Braun that's an ad from well, sort of within the organization. But uh, the Travis Shaw injury, just stack it on the list. Stack it on the list, guys, of all the other injuries that the Brewers have gone through this season. It just comes in waves. But they're, but they're troopers. And, they, you know, to use a Ned Yost vernacular, they're, they're battling. They're battling through all this. All right, uh, let's get to our game recap. If you happen to miss the game today, you're at work, couldn't follow it, uh, the first inning here, 11.35 start time uh, in Cincinnati. Urias hit by a pitch. Second straight night, he's hit by a pitch to lead off the game. After a Vogelback strikeout, Christian Yelich drew a walk, and it set the table for Avi Garcia. Going after the first pitch and a base hit into right field. Urias rounding third. He will head for home. And the Brewers get the early jump on Castillo and the Reds here on this Thursday. Brewers take the lead there in that first inning again as that's all they played in in the first. Uh, Bottom half of that first inning, Freddie Peralta. Fly out, then a walk to Winker. That might not be such a bad thing as, as hot as he is. And a fly ball and a strikeout. So it's one zip Brewers into the second inning. Brewers one, two, three. And here's where a long string of Brewers batters up and down without any production. Bottom of the second inning, Joey Votto leads off the second inning with a solo shot off Peralta. 3-2 fastball he got on top of. And uh, he bounces back three flyouts to get out, but it's 1-1 into the third. Both teams go 1-2-3 in the third inning. Uh, Peralta, the one run on 51 pitches through three innings of work today. Fourth inning, three up, three down. Castillo retired 11 consecutive to that point into the bottom of the fourth inning. Freddie, leadoff double in the bottom of the fourth to Castellanos. But gets strikeouts to Naquin and uh, Votto. Then a walk with two outs to Suarez. And then he strikes out Barnhart to hold the game at 1-1 into the fifth inning. And that's when the rain was coming down. The tarp is pulled. And a rain delay hits. 37-minute rain delay in Cincinnati. Didn't change anything for the Brewers' offenses in the uh, sixth inning. Um, Brewers go down in order. Uh, JBJ really struggling. A couple of strikeouts today, a pop-up. Freddie's day is done. Uh, as the uh, Brewers go one, two, three, uh, he gives way to Suter. Just four innings, two, uh, two hits. I should say one run, uh, just given up by Freddie Peralta. But, you know, he had to leave the game, a high pitch count in this. So we get into the latter stages of the of the game. Suter gives up a uh, lead, an infield single. It was some soft contact. Two outs later with a man on second base, uh, base Jesse Winker knocks him in. But here's where it starts getting good into that sixth inning. 
Uh, let's see. Vogelback works a walk after one out to snap a 15 up, 15 down skid for the Brewers offense. Yelly follows up with a walk. Two on, one out for Avi Garcia. A big battle, 10 pitch at bat against Castillo. Avi doesn't win it. He strikes out, but it brings up a guy that had a four hit game last night. It's Willie Adamas. The ball, two strikes. Lucas Sims to Willie Adamas. And Adamas with a fly ball hit back into left center field. Hit it well. Nate Quinn can't get it. It'll bounce over the wall. A ground rule double, and that's a tough break. Only one will score. Vogelback is in. Yelich will be sent back to third. But the RBI double from Adamas, and this game is tied at two. 2-2, the highlights on Bally Sports, Wisconsin. They get it back to even. And, and as I started the show, this is uh, sort of the area where I said, you know what? And the Brewers get a, a, a big swing here, and they just may steal this one because it didn't feel good early. Guys, it did. Freddie was, was, was battling himself with some control issues, and you know, the line doesn't look that bad, but it was really kind of toughing things out here and, it didn't look good. So you've got the one in to tie it, 2-2, with two outs, second and third. And all season long, a lot of broken bats for the other guys. A lot of soft singles, a lot of infield singles, a lot of, you know, this, this just uh, seeing-eye singles and, and Texas leaguers and Bermuda triangles and all this. Where is it for the Brewers? Well, they got one off the bat of Jace Peterson. You can read the name and number. That's a good thing. Here's Jace Peterson lifting one into left. Shallow, long run. Winker can't get it a base hit. That's going to get Yelich home. That's going to get Adamas home. And it's turned into a big inning for the Brewers as they now lead it 4-2. to two. That was huge, guys, as they played three runs in that sixth inning. 4-2 the lead there. As uh, three runs cross on just two hits and a couple of walks to the bottom of the uh, sixth inning, Suter back out, and uh, Brewers need a shutdown inning, and he uh, he gets it. Strike strikeouts uh, to the first two hitters, and then gets a ground ball, quick shutdown for Suter into the latter stage of seventh inning now. Brewers looking uh, for some insurance in that seventh inning. They get it after a JBJ pop out. Tyrone Taylor hit by a pitch. Luis Urias, it's a ground ball. They forced Taylor at second. Might have been a double play, but it was thrown away. This is key because Urias ends up at second base. And uh, just two, uh, well, I should say two outs. Uh, in a situation where this guy is key if the Brewers' offense is going to make a resurgence here, the big man, Dan Vogelback. So if a chance to score, if Vogelback can deliver, and the big fella sends one deep into right field, Castellanos going back, and it's gone! Daniel Vogelback, his second home run in as many games as the Brewers doing damage to the Cincinnati bullpen today. So they take a four-run lead, 6-2. Now you're feeling good. Sit down, Josh Hader, as uh, you get into the uh, eighth inning, up by four. After one out, Willie Adamas with a double, his sixth hit in the last two games. Next hitter, well, 
He came up with a big two-run base hit his last time up. Jace Peterson comes through again. Minor leagues. Here's Peterson sending one into center field. That'll sail over Tyler Naquin, and that's going to get to the wall. Have yourself a day, Jace Peterson, as he drives in a Thomas. His third RBI of the day as Jace Peterson gives the Brewers a five-run lead. Back-to-back -back doubles right there. Adamas and Peterson up by five, seven to two. Hobie Milner. I said you had to sit down Josh Hader. You were probably planning on using him. He pitches a scoreless bottom half of the eighth inning. Brewers want more in that ninth inning. They don't get it. They get the bases loaded. Uh, Vogelback had a double in that inning as well. So Vogelback in the game today, two for four, a walk, and two RBIs. Have a day, big man. Uh, they do walk Yelich intentionally in that inning with one out to load the bases, but Avi, shallow fly ball. Mm, he was not happy after the, uh, that A-B, a guys. Adamas uh, then uh, works it full, and he lines out to end the frame. Trevor Richards in, one, two, three, strikes out the side in the ninth inning, and there's your Brewers' victory. 7-2 the final today as uh, they run their mark now to 35-27. and 27. And I don't know if if that many – um, overall, are impressed with the Milwaukee Brewers 2021 season. Considering, we're back to this. Considering everything that's happened here, guys, you should be. You really should be. An ineffective offense for a good chunk of the season, outstanding pitching, and a mass amount of injuries. And yet, 8 over 500, their high watermark, here's where you want to hang out. This is, this is where you want to be. This is where the big boys play. When you go into a rut, yeah, you go down in, in your lowest moment to 3, 4, 5 under or over. And then in your hot streak, you go to 10, 11, 12 over. I mean, this is, uh, this is where you want to be. Moving parts for sure. The Travis Shaw injury, that, that is not going to help things. You're not going to get Lorenzo Cain back till at least July 1st. That's another, what, almost three weeks. And that's at the minimum. Colton Wong, I would still say, is a good chunk of time away. I mean, does David Stearns bring in a bat? I think he has to. Guys, I think it's, it's pretty obvious. Urias is going to go over to third base once Wong is back. Is that good enough, though? Vogel back at first, Wong at second, Adamas at short, and Urias at third. I mean, you like Omar in there. You like Avi in there. You like Yelly in there. But without JB, without uh, Kane, it's JBJ. So I, I still think there's going to be some moves here to be made. 414-799-1250 if you want to jump in here. We'll take a break. We're going to hear from Craig Council coming up. Also, Valley uh, Sports Wisconsin uh, broadcaster Marcus Johnson is going to join Rami in, in, well, about a half hour from right now. So stick around talk some Bucks basketball with Rami as the Bucks get ready for game three of their series with the Brooklyn Nets. And where's your confidence level with the Bucks or the Brewers' offense? Because that's a tough choice. It really is. They're making it work. Man, Bucks need a win tonight. All right, we'll be back. It's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove after a Brewers 7-2 win. What was the deal with the lineup? Why did he make that bullpen move? Why did he pinch hit with that guy? Time to get all of those questions answered and more with Scoop from the Skipper. Brought to you by Schulze Family Beef. 
Treat your grill to quality pasture-raised beef from their family farm. Just go to ScholzeFamilyBeef.com. This is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. Welcome back in. Brewers get the victory today to take the game in the series two of three in Cincinnati. A, a big bounce back win for the crew, and it didn't uh, didn't feel right early, but uh, they they hung in there. A thirty seven minute rain delay after four innings of work, and Luis Castillo comes in with a six point six ERA, and at one point. Uh, Set down 15 consecutive Brewers hitters. And that's where I was thinking, oh boy, yeah, just, yeah, it doesn't look like the day. But uh, they bounce back uh, starting in that sixth inning. And Jace Peterson, a big two out, two run base hit. Avi, an, an early RBI. Vogel back, a two run shot. Jace Peterson, another uh, RBI double in the ball game. So collective effort for the Brewers offense. And and with the Bucks in play in just a couple of hours from right now, backs against the wall a little bit. I mean, you wonder if if it's a, you're uh, having a, a futile effort with your feelings. <laughs> so, uh, are you? Is it futility to think that the Brewers' offense, comprised as it is now, is going to put things together? Or is it a futile effort? Also, or I should say, or. Um, the Bucks getting back back in this thing because they've been manhandled, guys. They they just it it what a buzzkill. And and on on nights that uh, hate to be selfish about this, but I I have to admit, you know, on the nights that the Bucks have played, I've had a little time to uh, kind of sit back and have some beers and grill some corn and some steak. And you know, by halftime, it's like, whoa, really? <laughs> that's that's just not good. Uh, we'll hear from Craig Council in just a second. Let me get in Todd here so he doesn't have to wait too much longer. What's going on, Todd? You're on the fan. Howdy, Timmy. Thanks for taking the call. Hey, I'm going to go with, uh, I'll tell you what, I'll take your uh, your 100 and I'll match it times 10. I'll take 1,000 with the Brewers offense over the Bucks right now. Um, long, we talked a while back, all of us guys, you know, um, about who needed to get going. And uh, I caught. I, I thought it was Vogie, and Vogie's doing great. You know, will it stand? I hope. Um, but uh, I'll go against the Bucks in this. They don't have a big man. They need like a Moses Malone or a, 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 a Bill Ambeer. They need a big hitter in the middle. And when uh, the other night, when uh, gosh, I forget, uh, Griffin walked over one of the guys, and it was when I saw that and the way it was it PJ. I can't remember who it was. But Blake Griffin. He stepped, over, he stepped over him. It was like, it's done. They have no muscle. They have no grit. They have no grind in the middle. So I'm going to take the, I'm going to take the Brewers over the Bucks. Uh, the Bucks. I think they're cooked. I'm sorry to say that, but they're done. Uh, all right. All right. Thanks for the call. Um, I'll, I'll just say this. It, it, it's like if, if, if we're comparing the two, I don't think – the, on the Brewers' side of things, should depend on a guy like Jackie Bradley Jr. But on the other side, I don't think the Milwaukee Bucks should depend on a guy named Bryn Forbes. I mean, you've got superstars. 
on both teams. And if you're relying, these other guys are complimentary players. Yeah, do what you can do. But because Bryn Forbes goes oh forever, and you have one off night from Middleton, well, maybe two. Some would make that argument. And then, then, then you you get blown out like that. I mean, this on the Brewer side, this is about Yelly and Avi and Omar and Wong. On the Bucks side, this is about Holiday. This is about Giannis. This is about Middleton. This is about Brook Lopez. But when you're relying on these other guys, I mean, I don't think that that's the, 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 good, the good tack to take. 414-799-1250. Uh, let's see if uh, Craig Council uh, can shed some light on his happiness here as the Brewers offense. Anytime this Brewers offense puts up seven runs, I, don't, I say this cynically, guys, and you, you guys know how much of a, a Brewers fan I am. I say it cynically because I just can't get around the numbers. This is the one spot. I'll bring in Sam Schmitz here. Sam, we watch every pitch of every game. So oh, yeah. a lot of times we know a little bit more than the national guys. Hey, uh, this, this, this guy, I know he's you know, one for his last 12, but he's really hit the ball hard. And, and so they don't see that necessarily. We do. My point is, and I want to get your, get your uh, reaction on this, Sam, is that I, I just can't get away from some of these batting averages and on-base percentages. I just can't get away from a, a, a batting average in the 230s mark for a guy named Christian Yelich. I can't get over an on-base percentage of Jackie Bradley Jr. about 225. I, those numbers don't lie. I wish I didn't have to say those numbers. That's what, that's what the challenge is here for this baseball team. I know, Tim. And look, I, I love a good batting average in the 300s as much as you, but I think we're just going to have to stomach it. Like It's going to be like last year where it's going to look ugly. The stats are going to look ugly. But at the end of the day, just find a way to get in the postseason and see what happens. I mean, ever since Yelich got back in that Kansas City series and all that, he's been on and off here with a couple of good games. He had a home run six here walks, and there. Six walks yeah. in the series, Sam. So, you know – Maybe he's finally finding his groove. Maybe he's finally seeing pitches better and stuff like that. So, you know, just as much as me, man, this game will humble you like no other. And sometimes the baseball gods, you know, seem cruel and all that. But just know that karma's on the other side. And as bad as it seems sometimes, the Brewers will, on the other hand, have a really good stretch. And like we said, this is the month to do it. This is the month to stack up wins with the schedule and who you're playing this month. You look at that Cincinnati Reds 2-3-4 hitters. Add up those RBIs. I mean, I, if the Brewers had that, they would be uh, – the sky's the limit. Sky would be the limit. I mean, you're looking at guys – I'm going to guess uh, between Winkler, Castellanos, and, and uh, Naiklin, I, I'm going to guess probably 115 RBIs. You put three – in the middle of this lineup with a buck 15 in RBIs. Oof. That, then it's big time. But it's just not. I mean, they seem to, again, you can say uh, offense is down all around baseball, that, and that's true to a degree. But a lot of times we need to keep it more pinpointed to these guys, not the rest of the league. We need to keep, keep it right here in-house here and improve what the Brewers do have. 
All right, uh, 799-1250, you want to jump in here. Rami with a conversation with Marcus Johnson talking Bucks basketball. And in a few minutes, stick around for that. Let's hear from the Brewers manager, Craig Council, after a Brewers Game 3 victory to take the series 7-2 final. Yeah, hey, Craig, uh, Castillo was so tough today, uh, as he can be. And uh, But after he left the game, your guys sure put a lot of good at-bats on their bullpen. Yeah, well, I mean, I thought the – you know, in the, in the sixth, um, you know, we, we obviously just put up a great at bat, a great fight against Castillo. And I'm not sure how many pitches was, but it was just, just a great fight. And, um, that, you know, that really ended his day. I think he had a chance to finish that inning. So that at bat, although he ended in a strikeout, definitely took a piece of Castillo and, and made them go to the bullpen and, and then Willie got a huge hit, um, two strike hit, um, that, uh, you know, really just let us breathe a little easier and, and tie the game back up. Um, Jace, you know, dumped one in there and, and then we did, we had, we had good at bats the rest of the day for sure. How close was the call to, to not send Freddie back out, Craig? Was it close? Was it? No, it, it really wasn't. Um, they, they told us at the start, well, we were at, we were going to be at 30 to 40 minutes. That, that's basically what it was at. We weren't, you know, we were hitting first, so it was going to be longer than, you know, 45 minutes. So I, I thought he had one inning left really. Um, and, and so it just wasn't worth having him, having him get loose again to me. So it wasn't, or, or if it wasn't for the rain delay, he probably would have, would have been out for the next inning. Yeah. Yeah. He would have been out there for the next inning. Yeah. Craig, what about Jace Peterson and the at-bats that he gave you today with runners in scoring position? Yeah, I mean, the first one he just dumped in. Uh, but he, he had a good at-bat against Castillo in the, his second at-bat, I thought. Um, so he had good at-bat. We had, I thought we had all up and down the lineup we had good at-bats. Louie had good at-bats. Volgi had good at-bats. Avi's at-bats, although he didn't get, you know, one for five, had good at-bats. So, um you know, a bunch of guys did good things and, and we were a tough out all day. Um, but Jay stepping in, um, you know, he's going to, there's going to be some playing time there for him and, and him stepping in and, and doing something good is, is a good thing. Numbers wise, Luis Castillo has struggled this year, but just what did he do today that kind of, you know, he, he went through you guys the order a couple of times pretty easily. What was he doing? Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, he, his changeup was good and he was in the strike zone. The first inning, he wasn't in the strike zone. Uh, we laid off pitches and then he was in the strike zone. And when he's in the strike zone, he's, he's, he's really challenging with the, the with the changeups to lefties and with, with the slider to righties. So, um, you know, when he, he, when he can start pitches out looking like strikes, um, the, the velocity he throws with and the, the change up and the slider, it's, he, he's a tough combination. We, we did a really nice job in the first inning and kind of waiting him out. And then after that, when he's throwing strikes, you, you don't have a choice. Craig, when you go out there for a game, you don't know your starter is going to be gone after four innings by rain. The guys that came in after him, I mean, they scratched one run out against Brent, but the other guys were really good and they never really got much going against your bullpen. No, they didn't. Brett, Brett threw the ball great. So, you know, his, his inning should have been a scoreless inning uh, as well. So, um, guys did a nice job. You know, Trevor, even Trevor Richards hasn't been out there in a little bit, a little while, and he had a really crisp ninth inning. Um, so, it was a day where they came in and, and were really effective. Um, 
got a couple guys days off. Got we've gotten Josh a little bit of a break here, and um, those those are all good signs for the weekend. Just shows you it's a nine inning game, doesn't it, Craig? I mean, it's you know. I think he had one hit going into the sixth or seventh, and then you end up scoring seven runs. Yeah, well, it's that that's sometimes how it works. You face a good starter, and you know, that's why I think Avi's at bat was so important that we we you know, he if you have a 10 pitch at bat and you you know he he makes a quick out there, they're probably thinking about sending him out there for the seventh. Um, so sometimes it's the at bat that, that doesn't end up in a hit, but, but takes a big piece out of the starter. Um, and I thought that was the one. You guys acknowledge those other don't you? you guys, I mean, cause uh, Willie had that, you know, he made that bases loaded up, but he was putting a great at bat on that guy too. And you guys acknowledge those, don't you? Yeah, you have to, I think those, um, those, those matter and that you, when, when the results, aren't always going to be in your favor. You have to acknowledge, um, you know, process, good process. And Avi, Avi was down 0-2 in that at bat quickly. You know, two pitches, you're down 0-2, makes it a 10-pitch at bat. That, that's that's doing something. Um, so it got us to the bullpen. You know, we caught a break on Jace's ball, but it, and then we get then we get to the back backside of their bullpen. So those, those things matter, and um, they're the little things, but they matter. Let's find out the play of the game. Brought to you by ABC Audio Video. Home entertainment and smart home technology simply done right. Check them out at abcaudiovideo.com. On the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. Driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. On the fan. Hey, just heard from Craig Council right there. And, and you know, you get a win 7-2, and you don't force feed an additional inning by Freddie Peralta. And, and I think those types of giving credit, if you will, I think they fly under the radar a little bit. And we need to give Craig Council credit on that. I mean, and, and Suter did come in and give up a run, gave up the lead right there. I mean, it was 1-1. He gave up in his first inning, gave up a run. Now it's 2-1, and everyone's you know, probably pulling their hair out saying, why didn't you just leave him in there? But this is one of your studs you're talking about. This still is. I won't say it's early, but it is June 10th. It's, it's not August 10th, and you don't have to force feed that, and he didn't, and he came away with the victory. So you credit that decision right there. Not many people think about it that way. You also credit the Brewers' offense in a situation today where you, know, you got away with without going to Josh Hader and Devin Williams in this one. You, you went with Boxberger, four-run game uh, in that seventh inning, but he was already up and hot and ready to go. I thought that was uh, a move that you know, I didn't have a, a major problem with right there. You got away with a series victory in Cincinnati without using Josh Hader. And so that is key. All of those things, you probably won't read anything about those particular moves and things like that, but that's something that I keep an eye on. ABC audio video, play of the game in this one. Brewers, uh, well, it didn't, it didn't feel right. They, they were, uh, what, 15 up, 15 down before they really got going here. They had a hit, as uh, Hodgecourt said in, in that presser there, they had a hit through uh, the first good chunk of the game, just one hit and one run. 
uh, and they finally break through. Adamas uh, gets it back to even at two, and, and it put runners at second and third uh, in that sixth inning. And Jace Peterson, well, someone's got to come up with a big hit for this team. Well, it wasn't the long ball, but it was pretty big to plate runs three and four and give the Brewers a two-run lead. You can read the name and number. That's a good thing. Here's Jace Peterson lifting one into left. Shallow, long run. Winker can't get it a base hit. That's going to get Yelich home. That's going to get Adamas home. And it's turned into a big inning for the Brewers as they now lead it four to two. Man, that was huge in this game. The highlight on Bally Sports Wisconsin. And, and the Brewers go on for the 7-2 victory. They come on back home to face the Pirates. And you have Woody on the mound. You've got Corbin Burns on the mound in game two. You've got Adrian Hauser in game three, who's been pitching a lot better. I mean, this is the part of the, okay, if you want to call it that, a soft schedule, then make hay. It's time to step up and get these victories. Well, they're doing it. And, you know, I, I read the latest power rankings. The Brewers go from 16th to 9th, according to ESPN. And, again, you, you can, uh, you know, talk about power rankings all day long. But it's one that moves is, is the one I really like. You know, a team gets hot for, for a week, and, and they deserve some credit, and the Brewers move up to number nine. But what it said in there is that uh, the Brewers need to make hay during a soft schedule. And, okay, fair enough. I, I think the Reds are a pretty, uh, pretty challenging baseball team. And I don't think that that's a, a, a rollover at all by any stretch, the Cincinnati Reds. I still think they're in this thing five games out, and they're going to have a – uh, they're going to make a difference in this uh, by either, you know, really uh, kind of playing better baseball or knocking off some teams and, and creating some headaches in, in that regard. But you know, you've got the Pirates, you've got the Reds, and then the Rockies. I mean, these are games, and, and now you head into this Pirates series with, like I said, Woody Burns and Hauser. And this is, uh, this is about the Brewers' offense because the pitching, it doesn't look like it's going to let up. It really doesn't. 414-799-1250. We're going to hear from uh, Freddie Peralta coming up. Also, we'll, we'll squeeze in some comments from Daniel Vogelback, who's starting to heat up as well. It's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove here on The Fan. Let's find out what happened in today's game from the guys that played it. Let's head inside the clubhouse, presented by Windows Select. Right now, buy one, get one free. Plus, no payments for an entire year. Call them today at 262-703-3500. Another victory for the Brewers as they win the ballgame today and take the series in Cincinnati. They're 4-2 and two now in Cincinnati this season. Uh, through a couple of series. They're going to be seeing these guys next week and then uh, wrapped around that all-star break. Uh, going into the break, they'll see him and come, directly coming out of the all-star break. So nice to see Jesse Winker being frustrated a little bit. Nice to see that uh, Eugenio Suarez isn't hitting three-run bombs and having a two- or three-home run game. It's nice to see that Joe, well, Joey Votto did have a home run today. <laughs> but it's good to see him striking out and uh, walking back to that dugout. So that's a good habit to have here because, uh, as I said, you're going to be seeing these guys quite a bit. 
Daniel Vogelback is a pretty key member of this Brewers offense right now. And if if you're thinking uh, down the line here during the trade deadline season, well, uh, you know, he's going to have an impact on this. If uh, David Stearns and Matt Arnold in that front office, they start taking a look around and, well, there's a first baseman there we could probably make a move for. There's a third baseman because you could you could switch gears and say, well, there's a, uh, there's, a, there's a third baseman there since Vogelback is really having a fine season. I mean, at that time, uh, you could make the move for the third baseman. Then what about Luis Urias, who quite frankly, is is holding his own a little bit here. I see going back to the super utility man. That's probably the best case scenario, but we'll see about that. Again, a key is, point is, a key is Daniel Vogelback, and he had a nice day-to-day, two for four, a walk, a a two-run home run, and he scored a couple of runs. Here's Daniel Vogelback after the game. You know, everything seemed to change uh, for your offense after Castillo left, but those walks that you and Yelly drew off of before he left and that at bat that Avi put on him kind of looked like at least got him out of the game, huh? Yeah, I mean, um, Castillo was really good today. Uh, You know, I know it's easy to look at his ERA and his numbers and, you know, say he's having a rough year, but, I mean, that guy's got elite stuff. Um, He's got an elite changeup and he throws – I mean, he's got 98 in the tank when he wants – um, he was throwing strikes today and he made it tough on us, um, you know, but was able to, you know, have some long at bats uh, and obviously at bat was unbelievable. I mean, I, it was one of those at bats when you're on, you just feel like something good's going to happen. Um, and, you know, he, Castillo made a pitch on him, uh, you know, but we were able to get him out of there. And uh, Willie, again, I mean, it seems like every other night, you know, Willie puts together in a bat and makes a big hit. So um, it was a great inning and uh, credit to our pitchers, you know, Obviously, you want Freddie in the game for as long as you can, but, you know, credit to Suter and those guys coming in and shutting the door. Did you expect uh, – did you see the, the ball bounce over the wall on Willie's hit, or did you expect to turn around and see Christian running right behind you? <laughs> yeah, I was expecting, you know, Yelly to be scoring. Um, I didn't think it was going to bounce over. I didn't really know, um, you know, what was going to happen. But, uh, you know, thank goodness, you know, Jace came through after that with a big, big hit, um, you know, and got those two guys in. Hey, Dan, the, uh, the home runs for you past couple of nights, has that been just gratifying? I know the, the swings, Council had said earlier, they've been really good for you and just, you know, it's a mix of bad luck and, and whatnot, too. Has it just been kind of gratifying to see the ball leave the yard? I mean, yeah, you know, I, in the past, you know, I've really just, uh, you know, you know, you're hard on yourself and you worry about things you can't control, Um and, you know, I'm trying really hard not to do that this year for, for most part of the rest of my career. Just have good at bats, uh, put the ball, you know, on the barrel, swing at strikes and know that, you know, if you do that for the length of the season, um, good things are going to happen. So I was able to get some, you know, pitches today that I was able to put a you know good swing on, you know, get some extra base hits, take a walk and, you know, it's day by day and go into tomorrow. Dan, you know, you, you mentioned the, the double and the walk. I mean, is that a sign aside with the power that you're just making good decisions up there, that you're seeing the ball well? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I pride myself in walking and not swinging at balls. Um, but, you know, sometimes, you know, the game obviously dictates that. Uh, you know, my first at bat today, I felt like, uh, you know, Castillo just made three really good pitches, and sometimes you got to tip your cap and move on. Um, 
but, you know, obviously the goal is, you know, to be ready for mistakes and when they make mistakes, put a good swing on it. So I was happy with, uh, you know, the home run and the double today, um, you know, not giving away that last at bat when, uh, you know, we're winning, I've already hit a homer and uh, it's something that I really tried to be better at in those, uh, those scenarios. Daniel, you guys really turned the page on a tough, you know, a loss and losing Travis and, you know, there's some guys stepped up today. I mean, that's what has to happen now, right? For sure. I mean, you know, obviously uh, seeing that happen to Travis last night, you know, it's just, it's just devastating, you know, to happen to anybody, um, but even more to, you know, a guy like Travis that, uh, you know, just brings so much to the team, um, obviously on the field, off the field, just a good guy in the clubhouse, you know, it stinks to see that, uh, you know, but, you know, it's baseball um, and we got to move on and, you know, like, um, we always say somebody else has to step up and, um, you know, Travis will be back and, uh, you know, hit the ground running when that time comes. But for now, um, you know, just every day picking each other up and uh, somebody new stepping up every night. There's the big man, Daniel Vogel, back after the Brewers 7-2 victory. Again, two for four, a uh, home run and a couple of runs scored, drew a walk. He homered in uh, in last night's game as well. So hopefully he's getting hot. Um Hopefully the Milwaukee Bucks are going to step up and win a basketball game tonight. I want to see maybe some some nasty, maybe some mean going on. Don't you? I think I think I would like to see that. Marcus Johnson, a Bucks broadcaster and speaking of broadcasting, I, I just I, I can't wait until I can't wait until uh, someone says in the bank and drawing interest tonight. <laughs> so just get that win get get yourself back in this series i think we'll all feel a lot better rami makloff is next with a conversation with marcus johnson stick around for that and a lot of bucks conversation uh certainly in the next hour or so for sam schmitz and rami makloff my name is tim allen i'll talk to you tomorrow night after the brewers fire up a three-game set against the pittsburgh pirates brandon woodruff on the hill I'll make a prediction that he throws a no-hitter. No. Uh, How about an immaculate inning? Something special for Woody tomorrow night. How's that? Guys, have a great night. See you tomorrow night. And remember, as always, smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.